some of you ladies listening, well, how dare you? You give it to her? You should just hand it to her anyway, because that's what a real man does. I'm like, no, 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 girl. What a real man does is like, you know, you are now listening to the Alpha Buddha Podcast. This is your host, Sonny Savage. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the book, Sex at Dawn. Now, Sex at Dawn is an anthropology study, or anthropological study, of human sexuality. Authored by Christopher Ryan, and the co-author, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but I'll give credit where credit's due, in the show notes below, or description. But in a nutshell, this book makes some really, really strong arguments by citing biology, anthropology, history, that monogamy, despite what we would want to believe, is not natural. It is a human invention, an agreement that we fabricated and tried to masquerade as something supported by our biology. But it's simply not so. The book goes to state that monogamy most likely came about as a necessity post the agricultural revolution. When we had these massive societies and property to worry about, and whose children were whom's were rather important. Paternity mattered, because property and land mattered. But before that society, based on what we understand by studying archaeology and ancient anthropology, humans lived in these really small tribes, no larger than 50 to 150. And in that type of society, monogamy is not so important because the concept of ownership over property and resources was also a foreign concept too. The child was truly raised by the village, so who the parent was didn't fucking matter. But in a society where property and land matters and everybody has to take care of themselves, yeah, you definitely didn't want to raise that kid if it wasn't yours. So, that's kind of the short summary of the book. And I understand this book has its fair amount of criticisms. It's fair to say that those criti- a lot of these criticisms are legitimate. However, I wonder if the people who are criticizing this book are doing so based on their hard data or doing so because it strikes at their personal dignities. Because keep in mind, a lot of academics are still very much involved in the traditional monogamous relationships. And they get a lot of value and meaning out of that. So it's, it's fair to say that it would be threatening to a lot of people to question the very nature of one of the most important aspects of their life, which is their intimate relationships. But that's the thing about facts and figures, folks, is facts do not care about your fucking feelings. That's just reality. So now my thoughts on this book. Well, it made a lot of sense. This book had some pretty strong arguments. They were saying, like, for example, our closest human relatives 
are chimps and bonobos. So, genetically speaking, humans are apes. Now, I understand those of you who are more of the religious persuasion might find that offensive, considering, you know, that you might be an ape, or that I'm calling you an ape. You might say, Sonny, how fucking dare you? I'm not an ape. I'm a human. I was like, okay, smarty pants. Well, would you say an African elephant is an elephant? You would probably say yes. And I say, okay, would you also agree with me that an Indian elephant is also an elephant? And then you might be saying, yes, honey, what's your fucking point? What are you driving at? And I was like, well, genetically speaking, those two animals are more different than you are to a chimpanzee and a bonobo. That you have a closer percentile in DNA to those animals than the African elephant has to the Indian elephant. And if you agree with me that those two animals are both elephants, then by that same train of logic, you are an ape, my friend. And I, and I get it. That's an uncomfortable thing to consider. But when we look at the chimpanzee and bonobo societies, or cultures, troops, tribes, whatever you want to call it, there is no evidence of monogamy. And with that said, there is no evidence of monogamy in any of the great apes. Not one single representation. But somehow humans are the exception. And our physiology also points towards the possibility that we are not built for monogamy. And I definitely believe that to be true. Because one of the quotes from the book that I really, really like makes a whole lot of sense. As they say, why the fuck would you have to threaten people to be monogamous if it's a part of our nature? You don't have to threaten tigers to eat meat. You don't have to threaten birds to fly. You don't have to threaten fish to swim. But you have to threaten people to not cheat on each other. Strange. Because that's something that we're just naturally built to do, right? Monogamy is natural for humans. But somehow it's hard for a lot of us. Now, gentlemen, be honest. If you are married, or you have a girlfriend, can you tell me really with a straight face that you never desired another woman other than your partner? I'm not saying that you intended to cheat. I'm not saying that you were going behind your partner's back and texting a girl or sliding into her DMs and shit like that. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is... Have it, has it ever happened to you that you're walking down the street with your girl and you saw a girl walk by you with a fat ass and you're like, mmm. Or you're at the grocery store and a girl walks by and she's wearing something revealing and that cleavage is just popping. You didn't notice it? Really? So ask yourself the question, why? Why did you notice it? Why did it bring your attention? Why would that be relevant if you are built for monogamy? Hmm? Because if it's, it doesn't help you to stay monogamous, does it? To have those drives, those urges to try and step out of your agreement. It's counterintuitive. Well, the simple solution is it's not in your nature to do so. But what Christopher said that I really, really like, he said, but that's the cool thing about being humans. We can choose to go against our nature. That's it. It may be in our nature to eat meat. And despite what the vegans want to tell you, 
part of what allowed us to become human and develop these massive brains is we were eating meat because the meat and fat on the African savanna was calorie dense enough to support these incredibly expensive brains that we have. But just because you decide to be a vegetarian, like Christopher said, doesn't stop bacon from smelling good. So on that same note, just as you choose to be monogamous, it doesn't stop your dick from getting hard when you see a fat ass or some nice titties. That's just nature. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to be ashamed about because that just means you are a natural, healthy, heterosexual man. It's just part of your nature. Just as a dog starts going wild when it smells meat, men, we start to get excited when we see a woman that appears to be young and fertile. It's a survival mechanism. But don't get it twisted. Don't think that I'm giving y'all a pass to run around because it's in your nature. No, 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 no. It's also in your nature to eat Popeye's chicken, donuts, pizza, cookies, muffins, crackers, cakes, soda, all that shit. That's in your nature too. It's in your nature to eat junk because evolutionarily speaking, your brain is hardwired to see those foods as the most nutritious because of their calorie density and their ability to allow you to store life-saving fat because your body is a survival mechanism and doesn't understand that winter is not coming. There is no winter anymore. Not really. You know, winter does exist, but we live indoors. We have climate control. We don't need to forage for food anymore because we can go down to the fucking 7-Eleven or wherever the fuck you live and just get some food. You understand? There's, there's no real threat to our survival. So now what was a super useful survival mechanism, seeking out these high sugary, high fatty foods, allowing us to store fat for the winter, is now killing us as it ravages our bodies with diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and heart disease. So with that said, yes, men, we are not programmed for monogamy. Let's get that real clear. And don't let anybody try and change your mind on that. But you also need to reconcile that just as your body is not built for eating all the crap that comes your way as fast as you can and as often as you can, your society does not support your promiscuous ways either. And you have to approach it with a rational mindset and be tactful and careful of how you navigate this. And I'm not saying that you need to force yourself to be in a monogamous relationship. Not at all. There are many arrangements where you never have to step into any kind of monogamous arrangement or relationship. There's also the option of completely opting out, joining the MGTOW gang. I personally wouldn't recommend that, but you know, to each his own. You understand what I mean? Don't be lazy and try to use this book as an excuse to act like a fucking idiot. Instead, use it as a tool to understand, okay, I was told a lie. Monogamy is not natural. So what do I do now? Well, take time to figure out what it is you authentically want. Do you really want a girlfriend? Do you really want a wife? You need to really deeply consider these questions 
Because you need to understand you are going to be fighting against your nature. And that you need to be okay with that. That itch is never really going to go away. Because men and women, we have two completely different reproductive strategies. The woman's reproductive strategy is seek out the highest quality male possible and reproduce with him. Tall, strong jawline, high muscle mass, you know, thick head of hair, all that shit. That's, those are all markers of high testosterone and good health, right? And, and she's completely happy for the most part being with one solid dude because she can only get pregnant once a year at most. So for monogamy, as far as monogamy is concerned, for women, it's not really a sacrifice like it is for us guys. You understand? So women, they get indignant when guys say, oh, monogamy is difficult. And I say, hey, stop being such a pussy. I can do monogamy, no problem. I don't want to cheat on you. Of course, you don't want to fucking cheat. <laughs> it's not a part of your nature to want that like we want it. We have two completely biological strategies. Women are completely content for the most part. Well, there's always the exceptions, right? But the majority, we're talking about the majority here. The majority of women are content being with one solid dude. They don't have that same itch, that same drive that drives us guys crazy when we're stuck with one girl. So the ultimate question you have to ask yourself as a man is, is the juice worth the squeeze? Because me personally, I have no problem being monogamous. I really don't. If the girl is special enough to me, I'll make her I'll make her that offer. I'll make her that commitment. But at the same time, because I know that this is going to be a sacrifice, she better be fucking worth it. She better be bringing her A-game. And it also makes me very wary of the idea of just casually getting into a monogamous relationship. Because I know it's going to cost me. I'm no longer in this delusion that my biology, that my nature supports this agreement I'm about to make. So she better be fucking worth it. That's my position on it. I also have the mindset that it's not such a big deal because, I don't know, at, at this point in my life, and maybe when I review this recording, I don't know, 10 years from now or so, I may feel differently. But as of right now, my mindset when it comes to relationships is relationships are like milk. They all have expiration dates. And if you keep the relationship past that expiration date, it will go sour and make you sick. And I was in a very long relationship. 10 years. It should have ended in the first three. But I was too much of a coward to admit how deeply unhappy and dissatisfied I was. So I let it drag on for another seven years. And sadly, I just ended up wasting her and my time. I really regret that. She didn't deserve that. Because as a man, it's a lot easier for me to start over than for her as a woman of 35. Fucking sucks. But it is what it is. And yeah, maybe later on in life, I'll change my stance on it. But I'd much rather stay in the frame of being in a relationship for one reason and one reason only. That we mutually want to be with each other. The only reason why she's with me is because she wants to be with me. And the only reason why I'm with her 
is because I want to be with her. To me, that's an authentic relationship. And if part of that agreement is monogamy, okay, no problem. If she's worth it, I will give it to her. And some of you ladies listening, well, how dare you? You give it to her? You should just hand it to her anyway, because that's what a real man does. I'm like, no, 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 girl. What a real man does is like, you know, <laughs> 16 ways all day long and twice on Sunday. That's what a real man does. You know, I, I don't have that kind of crazy sexual appetite. I'm, I'm more of the, you know, two or three times a week kind of guy myself. <laughs> but that's what a real man does. Real talk. We're, we're not about this monogamy shit. So cut that shit out. And stop shaming us for being men, damn it. <laughs> because, like, yeah, I, I get it. The ladies listening to this, they might be offended because to them, monogamy feels pretty natural. Because you ladies are not built like us. You're not wired like us. You do not understand what it is to be a man. That as men, we make a sacrifice to be monogamous. Period. And if you were a man listening to this, and you've committed to be monogamous to a woman, keep your fucking word. Nobody forced you to do that. Nobody held a piece to your head and said, monogamy or else. Eh, maybe in some cases that does happen. And I'm sorry if you were in one of them shotgun weddings. <laughs> but most of y'all decided of your own accord to get in on a monogamous relationship. And because you chose that, you put your word to that, be a man of your word. And if you find out that that is causing you a lot of pain and a lot of strife and frustration, that you are feeling incomplete because you still have a drive that's, that's, that's making you go crazy, that you still have that itch to sow wild oats, you need to be honest with yourself about that and end this relationship. Because it's not fair to her or you. And you for damn sure shouldn't step out of your relationship using the feeble ass excuse. Well, it's just not in my nature, baby. I'm a man. I need to sold him wild oats. Now, fuck that. If you're going to be a bastard, be an honest bastard. She might hate you, but at least she will respect you for being a man of your word. Being authentic. So that's pretty much all I have to say on this matter. It is what it is. And I think this book really shines a pretty bright light on this topic. Yeah, monogamy is not natural. And it is not either a good thing or a bad thing to be monogamous or to be non-monogamous. Whatever arrangement you decide to get in with your partners, you need to be transparent. If that is a closed or open relationship, be authentic. Be honest. Do not lie to your partner and do not lie to yourself. Because that feeling of dissatisfaction doesn't get better with age, gentlemen. It just gets worse. So if you made it this far into the recording, thank you for listening. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button, get subscribed. If you're following on the podcatchers, you can follow us there as well. Spotify, iTunes, etc. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, you know, join us in the chat below. 
And there's also a link to the Discord server. You can follow me on Instagram at the Alpha Buddha. Link also in the in the description below for that. I'd like to thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your time. And I'll catch you next time.